Hello and welcome to my latest podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about dealing with organisational politics and why I set up Wildfire Fire. I was once one of those knackered women. I was brittle too. I was in my early 40s, having worked for years in the public sector, in one job after another. Along the way from starting my first job, age 22, I'd spent three years gaining a diploma in counselling, practised as a counsellor, I completed a postgraduate diploma in health promotion, I completed a Master of Public Health, I got married, underwent fertility treatment, had my children, and by the time I reached my early 40s, I was completely shattered, and to be quite honest with you, on the verge of shattering. At this point, I just landed a great job, a really great job, one that built on all the jobs I'd done before, and the first job for a while that I knew was going to be professionally and intellectually challenging. It came at a good time actually because my husband at that point had been made redundant and we decided that I needed to go back to work full time. So to get a year's worth of job, secondment and something I knew would stand me in good stead for whatever came next was really timely. I embarked on the job with relish. I threw my heart and soul into it. I made it mine. I absolutely loved it. I cherished it and I gave it the kind of energy that I'd last given to completing my master's dissertation. A few years previously, my eight-month-old in one hand while a computer mouse was in the other. I was no stranger to burning the candle at every end in order to get things done. Now, I knew when I started the job that the organisation had a few issues. And what I mean by issues was that I knew, somewhere, not very deeply buried, that the organisation was pretty toxic and damaging. I knew this and I'd seen lots of people come fall foul of that, but yet I decided to throw myself into the very heart of it. Perhaps I thought that working near the top of the organisation would give me the opportunity to shift the culture. Maybe, I thought, people like me that could see the culture for what it was could be gathering momentum to make a change. Maybe I could be the difference that I wanted to see. Fast forward a few months and I was completely in flow. I had a great team, I was finding my feet, testing things out and starting to really enjoy the sense of possibilities. In the background, as is so often the case, the ground had started to shift away from what we were doing. It was moving away from the very thing that the role was set up to try and create. Basically, the politics had changed. The big and little p politics and the thing that we were working hard to create was basically yesterday's yesterday's news and the organisation had moved on. Now, as is often the case in this situation, it wasn't a clearly defined shift that was communicated and transparent and obvious enough to be able to be discussed and planned for. Rather, it was the type of shift that came in whispers, in a sense that all was not well, in a feeling of disinterest and a move towards the next bright and shiny thing, and the bright and shiny people that went with it. A few months later and the year was nearly up. The organisational enthusiasm that had lit the roaring fire of yesteryear was now a damp bonfire with the odd bright spark occasionally shooting out. Personally, I was in the process of being exited from the organisation at this point. Not visibly, obviously, or even particularly subtly, but very definitely going, going, gone. As news was broadcast around the organisation of the elevation of today's bright, shiny people and the big new thing, and the movement of yesterday's dull, tarnished people, the mood shifted. As the role disappeared, so did the status symbols and sense of position within the organisation. And bizarre, but not very surprising. Many people in the organisation suddenly developed an overnight blindness. The eye contact went, the nods of hello, the needs to be noticed, and more fundamentally, the common decency and humanity. 
I completely understood that it was all shrouded by fear and the unspoken but really obvious question, if I'm seen to be on your side, am I going to be next? It was only the courageous ones, the decent ones and the past caring ones that they were same human beings as they'd always been. They showed respect, decency, humanity and integrity. Now, the couple of months that followed were a bit strange. They were quiet, obviously, because the email traffic and phone calls dried up within 30 minutes of the realisation that the heroes had turned into organisational zeros. There was a weird, empty, grey hinterland punctuated by moments of clarity, interspersed with moments of panic. Occasionally, there were trips to glass rooms in far-flung corners of previously unvisited floors of the building for games of human chess. These trips were tolerated rather than welcomed, until the repeated use of the words no and thank you finally got listened to. For me, it was only time spending with uh, it was only spending time with the bold, courageous female chief exec from another organisation that finally put the human chess playing into some kind of context. It turned out that in the real world, the players and their efforts were barely visible. They were barely visible, invisible, in fact. As the departure onto other things became closer, a worldly wise woman, one of the human ones, made a passing remark, which went along the lines of "right flower, wrong soil conditions." Wrong soil conditions. Wrong as in it wouldn't matter how many flowers you planted, how many hours you dug and fertilised, how many times you watered and how well you looked after the flowers. They would not flourish. They would not grow. They would eventually wither and they would die. The even wiser woman, the mentoring chief exec, listened to tales of anger, sadness and revenge. Mostly though, she talked about dignity and grace and the importance of exiting with both. Dignity and grace. Fast forward five years and there have been a few other events along the way. Establishing a business, working for a few other businesses, working as an independent consultant, finding new areas of work, initiating and navigating an amicable divorce, becoming a single parent, developing a portfolio career and using every single last ounce of experience to grow and move forward happily, gracefully and positively. So much growth. So this brings me to my newest business, Wildflower Fire the latest cycle which ties in with the completion of a barefoot coaching course and all the opportunities for growth and development which that brought. Wildflower Fire is my reminder that whilst fire initially obliterates and destroys, it also clears and nourishes the ground in order to make way for new growth. Wildflower Fire is my reminder that some people see wildflowers and they think they're weeds. Look at them more closely and you will see flowers that bloom in unlikely places. Flowers that find their way towards the light through tiny cracks. Flowers that are simply beautiful. Flowers that are resilient enough to emerge from long buried seeds. Flowers that need just the right soil conditions in order to burst through into glory. Wildflowers that scatter their seeds onto the breeze in order to pollinate new areas. If you're interested in what Wildflower Fire Coaching can offer you, then take a look at my website, www.wildflowerfire.com dot co dot uk thanks for listening <laughs>